Welcome to the Corporate Treasury 101 podcast. This is the third and last part of our full interview with Peter de Kiewit, where we discuss corporate hiring managers and treasury recruitment. Peter is passionate about recruitment and chose to focus only on treasury. He mixes matchmaking with entrepreneurship, teaching, writing, moderating events, and being amazed by developments. Treasury Research is a niche recruitment boutique with a focus on interim and permanent positions in Treasury. Twelve employees work from the Netherlands and Germany and placed hundreds of candidates. In the episode of today, expect to learn how should a corporate hiring manager approach the Treasury recruitment and Treasury professionals, what is different about recruiting Treasury professionals compared to other functions, what are the key qualities or qualifications a corporate hiring manager should look for in potential hires, what are the best practices for attracting and retaining top talents in the treasury field, and much more. Peter is simply impressive, very open-minded, and we had quite a blast chatting with him. We hope you will enjoy the episode too. If that is the case, and when you're thinking about how you found our podcast, chances are that it was through word of mouth, social media, or a recommendation from your favorite podcast platform. And this is our only ask to you. The only way we can get more and more amazing guests like Peter and get more people to learn about treasury is thanks to you. So if you enjoy what you hear and maybe learn a thing or two, please consider following the show, leaving a review, or sharing this episode to help others discover it too. With all that being said, please welcome Peter the Kiwitz. We want you, Peter, to speak to the hiring managers side as well. So I think you've spoken a lot to the recruitees, let's say, the people yeah, who want to get mm-hmm. recruited into a treasury office. But if I'm someone inside a treasury department that needs to go about filling up my treasury department, I have specific needs. Maybe I'm particularly worried about counterparty risk at the moment. And that's something that I feel like I need to build out a little bit more. But speak more generally, what's the right approach that treasury professionals need to apply when they get to recruiting? Is it different for treasury versus other functions, for example, or is it quite common across? Partly different. I think the, the big difference with, in comparison to other finance functions, for instance, is that treasury is, is too small to have a lot of standardized ways. So if you recruit in, in accounting or control or IT, there's so much standardization in education and career paths. It's all, it's all done. And, and we all know that org charts for treasury teams in various companies are very different. So even if the companies are totally similar, they can have totally different structured treasury teams. And of course, only a very few treasury is a conscious career choice. So that's, that's a big, big difference. So that means that if you, if you are recruiting for a graduate, it's much more about uh, finding the right personality and look beyond the standard skills because somebody doesn't come in with cash management skills because that is not taught at the university. Where you go next steps, then it's 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 uh, it's it's there are a lot of similarities. So if you if you are recruiting for a meteor, I think in general what I observe right now even more than in the past is that taking ownership, responsibility for the whole recruitment process, is key 
And I see for a lot of hiring managers, as we call them, so senior treasurers, treasury managers, hiring new people into their team, uh, a lot of hiring managers think they can delegate the ownership of finding a new staff member to a internal recruiter. And my perception, that's not a smart choice because this internal recruiter does not feel your pain. He does not feel you and your, your team member sitting in the evening because there's an empty chair in your team. This internal recruiter has 25 other vacancies and yours is one of them. So taking ownership, thinking about what's necessary in my team and then act upon it, that's in my perception, very much underappreciated. Uh, and it's, it's, it's also, and that's totally to my liking, don't get me wrong, for a lot of hiring managers, recruiting staff is a chore. It's a task they do not like. They do not like writing texts about who they want. They do not like to advertise screen CVs, doing interviews. And that's great because that, as a treasury recruiter, keeps us alive. But you cannot walk away from your responsibilities. So I think that's the same in, in for any any hiring manager out there. Yeah, I was going to say an internal recruiter though would have a much better grasp over, for example, company culture, right? And if someone that they're looking towards off the bat is someone that would fit the company culture, mm -hmm. their background, their experience, or whatnot. I guess there's always a pro and con to each thing, right? Yeah, yeah, no, but but don't get me wrong. I I do I don't I don't want to put internal recruiters in offside position. I think they have their value but you cannot 100% delegate to them. So I think the treasurer should also know the company culture, but it's totally fine if, if the hiring manager delegates, but then don't drop the ball. Keep, be in the process, uh, be on top of the process. Also, because a lot of the internal recruiters are not able to screen CVs because um, they don't understand treasury. W what's an RCF? What's cash pooling? What, what does TNS stand for? That, that, that's, it's too hard to teach an internal recruiter the, the treasury lingo. So you cannot step away from the whole process. And it happened more, more often than once that we are, as a, an agency, included in a search where the company tried themselves or through another agency. They were not successful. And at the end of the day, we placed a candidate that already applied before because the internal recruiter was not able to understand the CV, rejected the candidate, and then we reintroduced the candidate and the candidate was placed. That's for me an example that the hiring manager stepped away too far away from the process. And that's a shame for them, not for us, but hey. No, it makes, makes a lot of sense. I guess indeed, I, there's this indeed certain skills. It's a good point about the treasury lingo and because treasury is a little bit more niche. I mean, that's why we started Corporate Treasury 101 hey, yeah. uh, to begin with, was to, to be able to break down that lingo for, for everyone involved. We've talked a lot about soft skills being super important. Mm -hmm. I understand that. I also understand that's definitely the case because of what you just mentioned there as well, which is that there's no standardized path into treasury, right? people coming from all over things. So a lot of the time you can't say, okay, I want someone that studied this degree, that did this job, that did that, because yeah, no, that's a unicorn uh, if you're ever going to mm -hmm. find it. Plus that's not going to warrant success uh, in treasury, right? But are there any like qualifications or, or hard backgrounds or hard um, 
things that people hiring managers should look out for. Uh, I got it. Typically make good treasury managers in in, in yeah. broad sense of the thing. Maybe cert- there's a lot of certifications out there. For example, is that treasury qualifications are always good. It's like also if people say I am at an academic level, but I didn't graduate. There you have a question mark. You go, okay, it's it's nice of you to say, but let me test, let me assess because I don't I don't believe you based upon what you say there. Whereas if somebody graduated and he has the diploma or she has the diploma, then you can assume the level is there. And that's the same for treasury. So treasury qualifications, great. And perhaps we steer into a situation that they will be standardized and you should have them. But that's not the situation we're currently at. It's only like 10 or 15% as, an, as, a, as a formal qualification there. So qualifications are great, but they are not, if you've got them, they are not the ticket to the top. They are not the guarantee. And also if you hire people, if they've got the qualification, that's great. It makes things easier, but you should not ignore the rest of the candidates who are also in the, in the, in the funnel. And of course, there are only a few formal that are very recognized. So you've got for the US, you've got the CTP for continental Europe or the world, you've got your ACT modules. In the Netherlands, you've got your Register Treasure. In Germany, you've got your Verband Deutsche Treasure, VDT, who have some qualifications there and, and they are in similar size and they all have value. And that's if, and then if you, if you also have, for instance, like a CFA or, or Efron Garb, it's, it's all very, very valuable. And perhaps we will get to a situation where uh, they will be at the same level as the CPA and the CMA t- titles in, in finance and control. But that's not that we've got a long way to go to get there. So are there any hard the, skills you would definitely think that you have to have? Sorry. <laughs> Well, from hard skills, if somebody is, wants to invest in the first, I would say Excel. Excel, the most, the most used PMS out there. <laughs> so I think if, if, you, if you lack Excel skills, start over there. Because I, I think in all treasury departments, Excel skills are highly appreciated. And then perhaps some, some CBA on top of that, then you're the king very often. So um, that would be hard skills. Uh, that, that's what, where it starts. And I think if you, if you go next level, then it, it's all about understanding what's happening under the hood. Because, uh, for instance, there used to be times that, that, you, that you had to know about specific TMSs. Oh, you should know about Kariba or Bellin or whatever. Right now, we are at the level that people say, okay, we understand what a TMS more or less does. And if you implemented one or you used one, if you, if you see one to a certain extent, you've seen them all. Do you see requirements around accounting? It's something I've always wondered. Like, are any accounting skills of any sort required? For instance, one of the main functions of the treasurer would be to hedge, right? Financial risk, which gives the need to do hedge accounting. Is any form or sort of accounting training background, you mentioned the CPA earlier, sometimes necessary for a treasury role, or that's not something you see that much? It's, it's always appreciated and only in 10 to 15% of the assignments we have, it's, it's a must, uh, especially for the formal treasury accountant. And what you see over there, very often at least, if they are not well paid, it's very often a formal requirement that is not really necessary. So they say, oh, it should be an, an IS 39 or an IFRS 16 or whatever. 
and then in real life it's not that necessary or it's high high level and then you've got people who are making already 130,000k with five or six years experience because they've got a very complex book full stuffed with derivatives and that very much connects to also what we started this this podcast with i see so many people who are forced into treasury accounting hating it and not being able to follow up on it and 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 spend 50 60% of their time in treasury accounting because it's easy to hate job you can force yourself into it and make a lot of money but i think that's that's not sustainable it's a painful exercise oh yeah i think you know best the three of us have <laughs> a small idea um uh, one last question sorry peter around this recruitment aspects and how to retain talents can you share some best practices around attracting to begin with and then retaining top talents in treasury i will not mention any names but i see the companies where banks where 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 teams are managed well uh, where they are able to retain talent bring in the proper talent bring them forward it's the place where modern labor market approach is applied and for me that's very much operating at same eye level that's a, let's say a mature communication between employee and boss uh, about what's necessary for this team where do we want to go as a team where do you want to go as a person but also how you do you want to be rewarded what's important in your life are you focusing on your family are you focusing on your career progression on your on money aspects and then together find the same common ground where you can move forward and on the flip side where do i see where things do not work very well that's the company the more traditional approach where a potential boss says well, we have great news we decided that you can work with us and uh, you shut up we tell you what what you will earn and then you sign and then you start working for us because that's not how it works anymore it's 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 meeting at at same eye level and having mature dialogues so um, that's that's what i see and and as an example i think it's in the news so and uh, already for a longer period of time but for instance uh, nike worldwide i think even globally they do not keep track or administrate administration on vacation days if you work in a team over there you've got your responsibility you have to take care your job is done and if you want to go on vacation you should and of course people should know you do but we don't count the days you're on vacation mm. i must say i'm i'm 53 so that's kind of quite a threshold for me but it's a sign that you treat your staff responsible and 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 you expect from them to show responsible behavior wow do you peter do you know if uh, nike is recruiting in treasury by any chance do you have any insight of it no that makes a lot of sense and i like the way you you bring it it is it's not one size fits all right it's not to promise no. you're going to grow or you're going to have a work life balance it's more about the communication you have with your employees say, okay what do you want and let's thrive to go that direction let's yeah. drive sorry to go in that direction yeah and it also that also connects to uh the current tightness in the labor market in accepting both 60 year old and 30 year old in the same position 
Mm. So knowing what's, what is the task at hand and how relevant is, for instance, age, which is almost never. Mm. And of course, an average 60 yeah. year old person has other drivers than a 30 year old. Mm. Well, that's all fine. As long as they do the job. Makes a lot of sense. Peter, that was, that was amazing. Is there anything else you'd like to add on the different topics we've discussed? International teams, the advices for hiring managers, or more generally around the treasurer of 2025? Anything else we didn't mention that you'd like to bring up? Uh, no, I think, I think we, we covered quite a lot. And, and, and my suggestion, be honest to yourself and as a treasurer and keep an eye on what makes you happy. And good, a good treasury job, of course, makes you happy, but there's so much more to, to life. So, uh, be honest to yourself. I think that's, that's, you know, that would be it. It's a beautiful, beautiful closing remark, Peter. But we do have one more question for you, uh, which is a bit of a new segment that we ask all of our guests at the end of our episodes now. Where do you see the role of AI in the world of treasury going forward? We haven't really talked about it at all. Do you think it's, how do you think it's going to change the world of treasury? From your professional experience there will be a huge impact and i think the speed is decided upon acceptance uh, as with so uh, with so many developments so uh you can already buy a self-driving car but it's not allowed through all kinds of acceptance through law and everything and i think that's the same with ai in treasury i think ai can do a lot of especially of the standard tasks already but it's not accepted I don't think that group treasurers and the CFOs are willing to give up the wheel. So I think for now, there's a lot of research and experimenting to be done. Also there, I think it's, it's, it's not specific to treasury. What is specific, of course, to treasury is we're talking about money and in treasury teams for large amounts of money. And it always makes things more complex or more important. So I think the thoroughness will be much higher and I think it's exciting times but at the same time it will take a while and 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 if you go back I'm, I'm now 30 years in recruitment and in treasury there already have been quite a few times that that people said okay this is the next exchange and everything will be different and I don't want to sound cynical because I think in 30 years that this might be the biggest one but I don't think if we will meet again in five years on another podcast that uh, that that only ten percent remained of treasury and ninety percent is different. But okay, perhaps perhaps has been said. Peter, that's amazing. Thank you so much. If people would like to know more about you, treasury search or treasury Excel, um, where should they go? I think the obvious way to go is is uh, LinkedIn, of course. Our website, Treasurer Research, it's a dreadful word, but Treasurer Research is the name of my company. So we've got our website. Um, LinkedIn is uh, is very prominent in our markets, post regularly on Treasury Excel. And of course, we'll be at Eurofinance and all the big events, uh, uh, at the Duct, et cetera, et cetera. So um, yeah, that would be the obvious way to go. And I suppose we'll have another session in the future. So also Treasury 101. Spoiler, spoiler alert. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. Um, no, perfect. We'll put all the links in the description. Peter, thank you so much. Thank you very much. And uh, thank you. see you next time.